Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Style That Binds Us podcast. Today, we have David Watkins, who is the CEO and co-founder at bio-based laundry detergent company, Dirty Labs, on our show. Before launching Dirty Labs, David worked at Encase, Jawbone, Skull Candy, and Google in product management. We met David through Veronica Chow of Everybody and Everyone, who we also had on our podcast, and we'll include a link to that episode in the show notes. Dirty Laps is taking doing the laundry from chore to something we actually look forward to, which is a miracle, (laughs) especially for moms. So thank you, David, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to chatting with you guys again. So... Do you want to start by walking the audience through your career path? Sure. Uh, Let's see. I I suppose I took a bit of a winding path to get to Dirty Labs. Mm -hmm. And when I think back to like the very beginning, I went to UC San Diego to study political science because I thought I was going to be a lawyer, actually. And uh, at at some point, I decided that I didn't want to bill hours for a living. um, So it didn't go through with that. But sort of little did I know that billing hours is a pretty great way to to earn your living when you work all the time, right? And so anyway, after graduating, um, it was my father who actually convinced me to go to Beijing to study Chinese. So I did that for a year. And, and really that kind of put me on the path to a career in consumer products. So working a lot with brands and their Chinese manufacturers. And I sort of started off with sales and business development um, and then kind of shifted gears a little bit to more product development focus um, and and design work after teaching myself design on the job, so to speak. And I kind of started out in the golf industry, went to the outdoor industry and was working on primarily like luggage and backpacks and stuff for Jansport. Um, a little bit of apparel in there. And then I'd say the the bulk of my career really has been in consumer electronics. And so, you know, built things like speakers and Bluetooth headsets and wearable tech and phone cases, cables and chargers and that sort of thing. That's a lot. You've done a whole lot in a short amount of time. So how Well, it's you- not that short. <laughs> or at least it doesn't feel that way. Right. Well, you're very young. What interested you in laundry detergent? Well, you know, I think that, you know, when I was working for all of these large consumer products companies, Uh um, one of the rewarding things about that experience was to see your products being used by people. Um, And so when you work with large brands that are producing millions of units, like a lot of times you'll see that product out in the world. And, um, yeah, and there, there was a certain point in my career when I actually moved to China to set up design and development offices out there for a couple of different companies. Um, and I suppose that, you know, I was spending a lot of my time uh, at factories where these things were getting produced. And so on the one hand, seeing your products be everywhere um, is rewarding, but also, especially because I spent so much time in consumer electronics, um, it kind of troubled me that I was making so many things that ended up in landfills every year. So like, for example, if you think about all the phone cables and cases and chargers and stuff that you have, you know, if you get a new phone or the, you know, adapter changes, right? Like those things become obsolete. And typically with like consumer electronics, um, a lot of those things cycle every year. 
Uh, for me, I was looking to make a transition to products that were a better solution for things that you actually really need. Um, and I was most comfortable with physical products versus like doing something with software, for example. Um, and, and I guess what brought me to laundry detergent was that like, I've always enjoyed, um, the home as like a place of comfort and wellness, so to speak. Right. I, I like food a lot. Um, I like, you know, furniture and I'm a bit of a clean freak in general. And home cleaning was really of interest to me, um, and, and saw an opportunity there. That's fascinating. And from what I can tell on Instagram, you are a cook. I mean, a chef. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Actually. Like, I don't know when, when COVID first started, I would joke with my friends that I was pretty well built for COVID because, you know, I am able to work remotely um, and can cook pretty well. And so, you know, having, having those skills has certainly been beneficial during these times. but yeah, I, I definitely enjoy that part of my life. That's great. That's wonderful. You're you're lucky in that respect. I wish you were here to, to cook some of those things for us. They look so <laughs> wonderful. But that makes so much sense when you're at your house and you start looking around and you think, what what are these things? What what is what are the ingredients in in these things that we're putting on our clothes that are going to go on our skin? And you know, I think we're questioning a lot of those type things now. These chemicals that we just sort of been oblivious about for sure it's something that isn't too readily disclosed by many brands out there and what's interesting is like during covid right like people are becoming more conscious of what's in their personal care and home care products right because you want to make sure that you know that generally they're safe for you but also that they're effective and you know cleaning surfaces and that sort of thing exactly i think a lot of people have the idea that these organic products and things like that um, are nice. It's a nice idea, but you still really need the Clorox or whatever it is. You know, they, they just have a hard time understanding that they actually um, work. So we, I was really excited when I used your laundry detergent to see. Not only does it work, I, I do feel like it works, you know, better. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's, that was really one of the driving things behind um, how dirty labs came to be right and that um i think prior to dirty labs like i was always pretty aligned with the the ethos of like the green brands in this space and typically you know maybe there's a little bit more attention put to the design of the packaging or something like that but you know I, i think my frustration with some of the products was that um in many cases they didn't seem to work quite as well as their conventional alternatives, right? And so while that's fine some of the time when it's, you know, a basic all-purpose cleaner and, and the, the differences are maybe slightly less noticeable, right. um, but then you, you know, need to clean the grout in your shower and then you realize why people choose to just bleach everything, right? And so <laughs> there's that trade-off between efficacy and safety and, and sustainability that people are making every day. Um, and so for us, not having to compromise so much between or not having to compromise at all between uh, the performance of a product and its environmental like footprint um, as well as like its safety to for for our users right oh my gosh I know I feel like the problem with sustainability is 
if a company can make it easier, like it has to be easy and convenient. It's not everyone is going to go out of their way to Mm -hmm. be, to live a sustainable life. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice that you have created this brand. So David, once you decided, okay, let me look further into laundry detergent. Maybe I should even start a laundry detergent company. How did you go about turning that into a reality? And this question comes from, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to our podcast. So we like to give actionable steps to them. Not that they yeah. start a laundry detergent company. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, how do you take well, something from idea to, yeah, to yeah. fruition? Yeah. Well, for me, um, and for Dirty Glad specifically, it really became possible through my co founder, um, Dr. Pete Huh. And he's a extremely talented and experienced chemist who comes from partly from the big chemical corporation kind of background. So he was uh, an R&D and sustainability leader at big companies like Unilever and Henkel. Mm -hmm. Um, And most recently, prior to Dirty Labs, um, was leading product development uh, and R&D at Tatcha, the skincare brand, if you guys have heard of that. Yeah. Um, And so you know, I think number one is, you know, there are going to be ideas for entrepreneurs that are thinking about starting something of their own. And, you know, sometimes all the skills you need to bring that idea to life, you know, you possess. Um, for me, it was something that, that I didn't have personally, right? And so while maybe I could try and evaluate products that I was able to source from other people, um, but I think in Dirty Labs' case, we identified a problem where, like you guys said, you know, people don't want to have to wash things three times. Like the product has to work the first time um, and they have to be easy to use. And, and for us to meet the different criteria for efficacy and safety, safety both for you as a user and, and, and the environment, um, that real innovation really actually had to happen. Um, and so by meeting my co-founder really opened up a ton of possibilities because, you know, he's not only like a really creative chemist, but has experience in a lot of different product categories from home care to personal care. Um, That really gave us a a broad sort of palette of knowledge to work from, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, And really it was kind of that, union of the two of us that really kind of brought Dirty Labs about. And, and, I, and I think, you know, to a large degree, he had a pretty similar background as I did in terms of what drew him to do something like this. Um, for me, it was just saying like, you know, consumer electronics, like where um, maybe you had to scrap a production run or something. And, and you sort of see when you're at the heart of manufacturing, you sort of see where those things go, right? They just go straight to landfill. Um, and it, and it, it's pretty painful to watch, um, for him, it was, you know, seeing large chemical plants. And, um, I think there was a day that he recalled back, you know, earlier on in his career where he saw, you know, raw chemicals being dumped into the East river and, you know, just seeing that kind of thing was, was pretty difficult for him. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that, for him as well, like he had just put his second daughter through Harvard. So, I mean, there, 
an extremely intelligent family. You know, he has a PhD, his wife has a PhD, both daughters went to Harvard. Um, <laughs> but I think being freed of like the, you know, the cost of Harvard tuition and <laughs> board and stuff really allowed him to take more of a chance and, and start this thing with me. And so um, Dirty Labs is essentially a product of, you know, both of the, the things that we value as people um, and also, you know, his formulation expertise and creativity and um i've I brought a lot of the the branding and and sure. the, the packaging design and that sort of thing oh my goodness well tatcha was my vendor when i was on the beauty buying team at barney mm -hmm. so we adore tatcha we do love tatcha um okay talk to us about the ingredients you probably can't give us your secret ingredients <laughs> but <laughs> some things that you know that that do make it where it's Sure. Um, well, you know, I think that, you know, one thing that's interesting is that our, our laundry detergent's really quite different in that it's largely enzyme based. Um, I'm certainly not a scientist, but I'm, I'm really fascinated by the science behind enzymes. So enzymes and microbes are, are everywhere. Um, you know, whether that's in your bodies and how they help in the digestion of food or in nature where they aid in different like decomposition mechanics and that sort of thing. Right. Um, you know, many of them have some truly unique qualities um, that have cleaning related, you know, properties and benefits. Um, and so, you know, they can be things like, you know, surviving in really hot or cold environments or breaking down certain sources of odors and stains. Mm -hmm. And so in our bio laundry detergents, um, we're using five general classes of enzymes that, that really covers a broad spectrum of stains. Um, they all have their particular purpose. And I think one of the real benefits really is that they're smart in a sense, or at least they're very focused. Um, like different types of enzymes break down certain types of stains. Um, the net result is if you can get a really great blend of those things, you can cover a broad spectrum of stains and it leaves your laundry fibers alone. And so what we've done is we've combined um, our enzyme cocktails, so, <laughs> so to speak, uh, with a blend of sugar-based surfactants. And so, you know, if your listeners would like to learn more, we do have a pretty detailed list of ingredients with descriptions and, and some right. more educational information on our website at dirtylabs.com. Perfect. That was a great answer. And is there anything else to talk about how Dirty Labs is different than laundry, other laundry detergents? I mean, I feel like there's probably so much to right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I think at the heart of it, right, um, we approach the formula in a really different way. So we challenged ourselves to put sustainability and safety at the forefront of our company, while also not just giving up on the efficacy part, right? And so um, leveraging our in-house R&D expertise to really take on the challenge of how do you get clean ingredients to perform? Um, and so... In, in, in reality, like how we went about that was that the formula was really designed around the synergy between components. So think of it as getting much friendlier ingredients or components to work together so well um, that they can outperform using a really harsh cleaner that's then augmented with a number of different additives. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh my yes. gosh, yes, it's incredible. And so I'd say that the vast majority of laundry detergents out there um, use synthetic petrochemical surfactants as their primary 
um, source of the cleaning. And the difference with Dirty Labs is, Dirty Labs is really that the engine powering it is, is quite different. Um, and I'd say maybe the last bit would be that, you know, as much as what's in it is important, um, what's not in it is also pretty significant. So there's a slew of benefits from making this platform shift. So not only does it work well, but it also eliminates the need for any Prop 60 chemical, this Prop 65 chemicals of concern um, or other sort of forever chemicals. Okay, so let's very quickly tell us, explain to people that have maybe heard the term but don't know what it means, the Prop 65. Are those 65 yeah. chemicals that have been... What is it? No, so Prop 65 is a, is a California piece of legislation um, <laughs> that, out, out, that outlines um, like a list of chemicals of concern. Right, okay. And right. so there, there's, there's a number of different chemicals on there. Um, and I think that a lot of states have used it as a reference point for really identifying, hey, what's a good chemical for us to use um, and, and ones that we should probably avoid. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it's not 65, but I knew it had to do with this list of things you, you know, that are not good. For example, I'm not sure all of us realized that when we were washing our clothes, we were using petroleum, which is just seems, you know, certainly like something that we wouldn't want to do if we knew about it. How is Dirty Labs sustainable? Well, um, I think that as a company, we look at sustainability differently, and that's kind of what sets us apart. So we're really looking at the entire product and not just the packaging, which is what I think is the case in, in you know with many competitors, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, so on, on the formula side of things, there, there's a number of points. I think one first being that we're um, approaching 100% bio-based, and that means we're also readily biodegradable and we're also biorenewable. Um, I think that if you look at how the formula is made, um, the process of synthesizing enzymes is much lower energy um, than refining petroleum or even versus like harvesting a crop to get the oil and all of that, right? And so that's part of it. Um, the fact that it's hyper-concentrated also helps. So all you need is just a little under two teaspoons per load of laundry, which I think is pretty remarkable. Um, but that, you know, using so little also means that it weighs less, it's more compact, you know, requires less packaging to house it, um, and it's a lot less to transport as well. Um, so that's that's kind of a lot of points on the on the formula side of things. On the on the packaging front, um, we're using aluminum bottles. Number one, I think we really like the fact that there's a pretty high content of recycled material in our bottles, um, and also aluminum just has a very high rate of recycling as well. Um, but you know, I'd say that in you know, objectively, we're not perfect. It's a balance, right, of all these different product decisions you're making along the way, um, and our goals are to get to be 100% bio-based and also to completely eliminate plastic from our aluminum bottles. Um, I don't know, there's, there's so many things to talk about on the sustainability front, but I think one of my favorite things that I've been working on recently is growing plants here uh, in the gray water from uh, you know, essentially your washing machine or, or laundry detergent gray water, um, because it really illustrates the benefits of bio-based products and 
highlights the fact that like the water in your washing machine comes from somewhere and goes back into the water supply. And while there's treatment that happens at wastewater facilities, some chemicals like 1,4-Dioxane um, and other forever chemicals are really difficult to filter out. Um, and so what you see with this like plant growing experiment is that like growing plants with dirty labs gray water, like the plants look fine and healthy and vibrant. And um, if you do it with a conventional product, the, uh, the plants look really stunted and you can really see that difference, right? And so if you look at that, you know, in the, in the large scope of things, yeah. um, you, know, you can imagine what the effect of all these chemicals, whether it's laundry detergent or other cleaning products or even personal care products is, is really having uh, on the environment. That is very interesting. I would love to see like the photo of each of those side by side. I know that was fascinating to learn about. Will you give us um, the definition for bio-based? Sure. Um, bio-based just means that it comes from uh, biological ingredients, right? And so for us, it means sugar-based surfactants and enzymes and microbes and that sort of thing. Um, but it, it also means that it's not petroleum-based. Oh, my goodness. I know the... The thing about sustainability, I feel like it has developed over time and it means a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And most people that we talk to, they always make that disclaimer. You know, we're we're doing as much as we can and we have goals. There's more that we can be doing always. But right. thank you that. for for doing that. So sustainability, it can mean it can be in the ingredients. It can be in the packaging. Mm -hmm. It can be how you treat your employees. And then the fourth portion of that, sustainable, is that even if maybe the dirty labs cost more than mm -hmm. normal other detergents, you are making your clothes. We're going to talk about this later, but you're extending the life of what you're washing and all these different things. So your brand has this whole, mm -hmm. all of lots of different aspects mm -hmm. of sustainability. So Absolutely. David, can we expect more products from you right now? Aren't there just two? Yeah, that's correct. So we, we launched in October with our bio laundry detergents that come in a free and clear version as well as a signature scented version. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the two products that we have for sale on dirtylabs.com right now. Um, there are more products coming. There's more products in R&D right now. And so without giving it away right away, um, I think, and, and sorry for being a little vague here, but no. I think the criteria, criteria for all the upcoming products is the same, right? And so it's high performing and safe for you in the environment, but we will be coming out with some complementary products um, okay. over the next year. Mm -hmm. That's great. You know, it's funny. We What we did was we... We did one load in the scented and one load in the unscented right after each other. And um, even the unscented, it doesn't have like a scent, but it smells really fresh. I don't know. Yeah, how to it's just it, it's just your clothes being clean, I think. Right. Like it's just the fact that you're not you're not having to mask any synthetic chemical smells because the ingredients in there are bio based. Oh my God. So it's cool. the most incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, David, t tell us a little bit about how Dirty Labs detergent works on stain removal. Sure. Um, you know, if you look at our enzymes or enzymes in general, uh, enzymes break down 
certain types of stains depending on what types of enzymes they are. And so I think maybe a good way to think about it is like they're sort of like Pac-Man with yeah. a very specific diet. And so the, the, the shapes on the bottle, um, those different shapes kind of represent the different classes of enzymes that we're using. And um, on an enzymes active site, you know, they, that's where they process and break down stains. And once they've broken them down, they can then go to work on another stain, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and so what's cool about that is that, you know, when you have a really well-rounded blend of enzymes um, that we're able to get coverage for a large or a really broad spectrum of stain types and leaving the laundry fibers alone is, is really a key point here. Cause I think you mentioned um, the, the point of making your clothes last longer. Right. right. And so, you know, for me, uh, that's pretty important to me. I've got a number of sort of favorite t-shirts, if you will. <laughs> um, and you certainly, you certainly want to make those garments last as long as they can, not only because you, you want to continue to own them and have them look good, but um, it really just requires um, less consumption that way as well. Exactly. Right. It helps you to be more sustainable in so many different ways. And especially we, we, I was talking about a certain pair of jeans yesterday with Delia about, I really wish that they had kept their color longer. You know, they faded so much and that probably has something to do with the harsh chemicals that they're being washed into. I know. I don't know the For sure. But, um, yeah. Harsh surfactants have an, have a tendency to be able to like leach out dyes from your clothing. Mm. Uh -oh. Um, and so even without agitation, you know, we, you know, you can soak, uh, let's say you take a red pair of socks and you put it in a conventional detergent and just sit it there. Um, like you'll, you'll see that detergent solution turn pink, mm -hmm. um, which is a pretty clear indicator of the dye coming out of that garment. Yeah. Sure. How did you all develop the scent? Well, um, scent is something that's, really important to me. Um, you know, I think that as I was exploring ideas on our way, you know, on our path to Dirty Labs, um, Pete and I had actually looked into personal care products and some other things as well. Um, but scent's always been something I've enjoyed, right? And whether it's personal fragrances or um, home scents, for example. Mm -hmm. And, and I kind of just felt like, why couldn't you create a scent that smelled a lot more like a fine home fragrance mm -hmm. rather than, you know, your average cleaning aisle smell, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh. Um, and, so, and so anyway, it was a pretty painstaking process because we also set the bar for ourselves and that we would not include any EU listed fragrance allergens mm -hmm. because one thing that I learned as well kind of, through this laundry detergent journey is the number of people that have sensitive skin to a lot of the chemicals that are in standard laundry detergents. Right. Um, and, you know, that can show up whether it's allergies caused by them or even some people get, you know, skin eczema or different kinds of rashes from having the wrong kind of residue left on their clothes. Um, and so that played into what we picked as our scent as well. And I think it's something we're really proud of because we think it um, is something we've gotten really, really positive feedback on since, since, we, since we launched. Yeah. Um, 
and, and I and I think that for me personally, I really I really like it quite a bit and use it on. I use the scented version on almost everything, with the exception of dish towels, which uh, <laughs> which I'll use the free and clear on. Yeah, I know. Well, one great thing is that it's not overpowering, so it's mm -hmm. really nice, but but and not overpowering. I know. Right. Yeah. Fresh. Yes, and then. So talk to us more about how Dirty Labs extends the life of what you're washing. Yeah, um, you know, we're optimized for all water temperatures, which, you know, I, I think the real benefit there is, you know, really great performance in cold water. So in general, less heat means less warping and wear and tear on your garments. Mm -hmm. um, typically, Surfactants uh, work better when there's hot water, um, but because we're largely enzyme driven, um, we get really great performance in cold water. And so while these harsh chemicals can also like leach color out of your garments like we talked about, mm -hmm. um, you know, we color protect uh, in that regard. And the formula is really gentle on fabrics and harsh on stains. So um, not only do you get uh, you know, cleaner, brighter looking, newer looking clothes out of the wash. Um, but, you know, I think the, the lifespan of them is extended by being able to wash everything in cold water if you want to. Mm -hmm. I saw Martha Stewart one time talking about laundry and she said, you should only wash clothes in cold water. You should never wash clothes or really anything in hot water, which I thought was interesting. That's what I do. I always mm -hmm. do cold. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty particular about my laundry. And so um, I'll do cold water washes. And when it comes to like the, the clothes that I really care about, um, you know, I'll hang dry everything as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. How can we be more sustainable in our everyday lives? Well, um, you know, I think there's so many ways, but one thing that that's been, been made really apparent to me um, since I, so I, I'm a recent, Portland transplant. So I live in Portland, Oregon. Now I moved from New York city in July. Um, and, and, and one of the things that I noticed living, uh, in a place where there's composting and, you know, you have four things for your trash here. Uh, whereas like in New York, you know, you can put things down a trash chute and the doorman may handle that. Um, right. and you don't really see it as much. Whereas in Portland, I think I've really been able to monitor my trash and my consumption. And, and so um, there's composting here as well as general recycling. There's glass recycling and then there's trash. And really seeing um, what you can recycle and what you can compost means that like my trash bin out of all the things is, is the smallest one, which is pretty cool. So I think that being mindful of you know what you can recycle and if your city offers composting then i think that's a, a really great thing mm -hmm. um and then you know i think that there's there's a number of ideas on the dirtylabs.com like on our blog posts uh, in terms of things that you can do but for me personally there's little things right like um i have a pretty hefty supply of kitchen towels that i use and certainly i'm not lacking in the laundry detergent <laughs> at the house um, and, and so using kitchen towels instead of paper towels for almost everything means that, you know, it, it could be several months before I go through a roll of paper towels, wow. um, which is pretty nice. Um, 
And then, you know, I think that doing a good job of prepping your recycling is another thing, right? And and I think that if everyone were to give up just a little bit of convenience or, or take a little bit more time with these kind of things, um, that, that adds up to a pretty big impact uh, around the country. I think that's great advice. And I, I'm hoping that that's what everybody's going to do. You know, it's, I feel like a couple of years ago, we started realizing that you really could shop at the grocery store, like your dollars can make a difference. You know, when we just, we stopped, you know, we started shopping the outside aisles and everything. And so the outside aisles, we had more produce, we had more organic produce and things like that. So if, you know, if people say, well, I'm, t- I'm too old or I, I can't just change like that overnight, but little things like what you purchase and what you do, like the paper towels, um, that's a great idea. I remember in that same thing with Martha Stewart, she talked about taking an, um, a rag, like an old towel or sheet or whatever and cutting it into seven squares and having one a day that you use to clean wipe down your kitchen counters and then at the end of the week you know you wash the seven squares and then you use them again so you're you know you're not using the same things over and over again and spreading germs around but you're not using paper towel i think there's a ton of things like that that we can do that maybe it'll be contagious you know you start doing a few and then you realize that wasn't hard and so then you're proud about that. And so you add some more and, and you know, that it'll be a real movement, hopefully. Finally. Yeah, I hope so as well. Okay. What about any tips to extend the life of our clothes besides using dirty labs detergent? (laughs) Well, I think for, I mean, my recommendation would be to just reduce heat in general, right? So whether that's cold water washing, or if you're going to use the dryer, then use, the delicates are a lower temperature setting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have the patience to hang dry stuff, then that's great too. Right. Um, but a reduction of heat is generally better for your clothes. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll dry them, you know, hang them to dry and then stick them in the dryer on like fresh it up or just for about four minutes to kind of get the wrinkles out at the last minute and then pull them out and you don't have to iron as much that way. Yeah, that's great. Just like a little bit of heat in there can help take out some wrinkles. But in general, yeah, that's a lot more gentle on your clothes and, you know, less agitation in the in the tumble cycle and everything else. Okay. And then any other tips for doing our laundry? Well, you know, I think it really comes down to to education. Right. So to me, it's learning about the ingredients in your detergents and, and other products, too. This can apply to other parts of your cleaning life, so to speak. Um, but really eliminating the extra stuff that you don't need. Right. And so I think, you know, things like fabric softeners that generally can prevent your wicking fibers from working properly over time. And those things can kind of seal in the source of odors as well. Um, so it would be, yeah, learn about the products you're using and, um, eliminate a lot of things that you don't need. Yeah. Right. A lot of times I feel like I don't use the dryer sheets anymore, but when I did, I felt like they left some sort of a residue film or something on yeah. clothes. They, they, they sort of slick. Yeah. That's, that's generally, I mean, that's what's impregnated like onto those sheets and then it makes its way onto your clothing, which makes it feel softer for 
the time being, but I think over time it also can, can damage them as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've talked about the fact that room temperature or cold water is much better than hot water. Um, what about home care as a form of self-care and how can we spruce up our space in a non-wasteful way? So it was a blog post, I think that, is that on the website maybe? Yeah, we have one on there that talks about, you know, different things that you can do, whether it's aromatherapy or good lighting in the house, um, those kind of things. But I think it is important, right? Because we spend so much more time at home these days. Right. Uh, and um, I'd say in terms of home care or self-care, to me, it's really being cognizant of what you bring into your house. Um, because one thing that's really nice to see is that as a society, we're spending more time monitoring what we eat and what we put in and on our bodies. Right. Um, and so I think that this is kind of an extension of that, where I, I do think that being a little bit more conscious uh, of what's being put into your living environment is important. Mm-hmm. So if you're using harsh chemicals to clean the home, realize that those harsh chemicals are, are kind of there to stay to, to a large degree. Um, and so anyway, you can visit the site and check out that blog as well for some of the other mm-hmm. ideas. But um, I, I do think that uh, as we've seen clean beauty become a mu- movement, Right. Um, that we'll also see, you know, uh, a heightened sense of awareness for, for clean cleaning. Right. Oh, I great. really love, like you said, uh, this is ne- not necessarily a sustainability issue, but in your home, first of all, the dirty labs bottles are attractive mm-hmm. and they also take up so much less room yeah. than that giant container of those pods, you know, right. you just don't need, I look at my mother's like when we moved her recently, all of her cleaning, she had a, a different cleaning product for, for anything you could ever even imagine. Oh gosh. And really, you know, the idea of, you know, picking more carefully, more thoughtfully and just having a few products, you don't need a million things to do laundry, for example, you know, really trying to um, pair back. Pair back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Absolutely. And David, the packaging is so beautiful, as mom just mentioned. So do you want to talk to us a little bit about that process, what you were, what was going through your head and what you wanted to achieve? Sure. I mean, I think for us, we were looking at a form factor that would be suitable to ship to people, right? So have it be fairly small and compact. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, look good on shelf as well. Like right. if we show up at retail stores, for example. Um, so the, the bottle is about as tall as your standard laundry detergent jug. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but, you know, I think that if it's assorted with, you know, complementary products and that sort of thing, that it still makes a visual impact. And so you can be noticed on shelf. Yes. Um, you know, I, I think that, because we were doing so many things on the formula side uh, in terms of bringing innovations to this space, um, we wanted the packaging to reflect that as well, which is why we chose a completely different material. So we chose, a, you know, 73% recycled aluminum. Mm. Um, and, and, and the, 
the look and feel of it. And, and hopefully some of it comes across uh, on the photos that we have up on the website, but mm -hmm. in hand, it's a really nice matte bottle. Um, yes. And I liked the look and feel of that. So we wanted to look new and fresh, mm -hmm. um, but also feel approachable, right? And so um, while we could have positioned it as a luxury product, I think we also wanted it to be something that was approachable for everyone right. um, because I think that's where you have the biggest impact, right? Is when it's right. um, accessible to the broadest amount of consumers as possible. Right. Um, and so like that even is reflected in our pricing, right? The, the price per load is about a quarter per load, um, which may be wow. a little bit more than your standard conventional product, but it's, it's about on par or even sometimes a little bit less than some of the other um, green brands that are out there. Well, also when you're adding in the dryer sheets and the right. softener that you pour in and, you know, all of the different things that they're adding in that the stain remover booster and everything oh gosh, that you yeah. don't seem to need with that. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I feel like every single aspect of your brand has been so thoughtful. Mm -hmm. Every single aspect, truly, from the outside to the inside to even thinking about beforehand of shipping. I mean, it's mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah, we've got a really great team. And, and, and I think that that's one of the things I've been really um, proud of is that we've gotten a lot of like-minded people um, that care about similar things. And yet everybody has their own unique talents and we're right. all bringing them together to, to build this company. Yeah, that's Fabulous. Mm -hmm. Dirty Labs. How did you come up with this name? Well, you know, I think it came from the idea that in a lot of ways, cleaning can be pretty dirty, right? If you look into the, um, if you look into the ingredients that are used in a lot of different products. And so um, I like that it was a little bit catchy and a little bit tongue in cheek. Yeah. On that you know, hey, here's a company called Dirty Labs that's really all about clean. Right. Uh, no, it's so much fun. It helps you clean your dirty clothes and it doesn't have dirty ingredients. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, so do you think y'all are going to wholesale the product? Will we start seeing it everywhere? I hope so. So the, the primary channel right now is dirtylabs.com. Yes. We are launching Goop <gasps> in January. <gasps> so they'll be our first retailer. That's a good one. Yeah, we're really excited about that one. That is truly incredible. The only reason I said everywhere is because obviously ordering online, especially in the pandemic, that's mm -hmm. the most convenient and the most safe thing. But I feel like if somebody is going to purchase laundry detergent at Target, Walmart, CVS, whatever, we want Dirty Labs to be there so that they can easily make that choice. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that's probably part of the, the longer term vision. But, yeah. you know, I think right now, one of the things we really like about being direct is that we can really learn about our customer and make mm -hmm. sure that we're addressing all of the things that our customers care about. Um, and so, you know, since we're a really young brand at this point, um, yeah. being able to make sure that you've got the right product market fit and that, um, you know, your customers are liking what you're building um, right. and you understand what's important to them. And so the nice thing is while the audience is still small for now, um, that the feedback has been really positive across a number of the different things we just talked about. Oh my gosh. I, you know, we, we 
have a friend who's a jewelry designer and she finally got on Goop and she talked about that day when, you know, they finally picked her up and you launched in October <laughs> right? and you're going to be in Goop in January. So I think you are on a super fast track and I'm, we're just so glad to know about the product. And I feel like maybe I was just imagining this, but I feel like you don't even need a fabric softener when you use, no. when you use the uh, detergent. Yeah, that's right. So one of the nice sort of side benefits of an enzyme-driven formula is that there's some natural fabric softening characteristics without actually needing a specific fabric softener. Um, and so you'll notice that especially when you, yeah, especially when you like hang dry clothing uh, and, and your fabrics feel soft without needing in that sort of break-in period, right. if you can relate to that. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. 100%. And then everybody spills. Everyone spills, especially <laughs> us. And yesterday, mom spilled something all over her. Everybody and everyone. I sure. Did, did. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Any stain removal but tip? I rushed home and, you know, washed it in dirty life, and it's great. <laughs> it yeah, is- I would say the, the general tip here is that try to get to stains as, as quickly as possible. Okay. Right? And so... Um, if it's a particularly bad stain, um, I, I'd say one of the things you can do with Dirty Labs is because it's so concentrated, you can use it like a, a pre-treat or stain stick kind of solution, right? Um, and so just use a little detergent directly on the stain um, and then just wait a little bit before you wash it. Okay. Yeah, perfect. That's great. And you all have a great blog post about, the, about different kinds of stains, so on your website. So we're going to link obviously to the website and then also to these two blog posts that we have been discussing in the show notes mm-hmm. so that everyone can read those because that is a huge question. Always like, oh, shoot, I just spilled red wine all over mm-hmm. myself on a, my white dress. I did that one time and it, it came <laughs> out. Thank goodness the dress is still alive and well today. That's right. <laughs> and can can you use just a tiny little bit and hand wash clothes? You can. It's it's a hyper concentrated formula. So typically, like if you're washing in a smaller sink, then I would just use a much smaller dose of the detergent. Um, I think that one thing to note is we generally recommend using gloves because just the way detergents work, um, they can remove a little bit of the natural oils in your hands. So if you're sensitive that way, then it can dry them out a little bit. So um, if that's an issue, then use gloves. But other than that, I would say that all you need is a, a fairly small amount, maybe a half dose of what you'd use in your machine. Okay. Um, and, and it's a hand wash solution as well. That's okay. amazing. Well, the most important thing that we want everyone to remember is that if you find doing the laundry extremely boring and annoying and you put it off, this is going to make you excited every week to do the laundry and you're help benefiting your clothes, the environment, you're supporting a fabulous team and all of these different right. things. So we highly encourage you to go directly to your laundry, <laughs> throw out all the bad stuff and order dirty labs. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. So where can people find you? Dirty labs. Um, yeah, so the, the companies, uh, you know, we're on most of the social channels, right? So we have um, our Instagram account at dirty underscore labs on Instagram. 
Um, we're on Facebook, Pinterest, uh, and then the website dirtylabs.com. Right. And you can find you can find me on my Instagram at DP Watkins. Yep. Um, mostly it's me cooking stuff, but <laughs> and the rest of it's dirty labs and that sort of thing. So good. I know, but if you spill something, then you, you know cooking. what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so what's next for you? Well, for me, I, I think this is it, guys. I think that um, <laughs> certainly have certainly have my hands full with Dirty Labs. And, you know, I'm really excited to share what we've built with, with people. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly launching a new company during the pandemic is its own right. set of challenges. But, um, you know, great team, great product, and, and certainly a lot of supporters on our side. And so we're looking yeah. forward to it. Oh, my gosh. And so I know. So how long did it take y'all from idea to October 2020? It was from the very beginning, from like the early conversations about it, it was about three years. Okay. Um, and so Pete and I have been working on it for a while. Um, I'd say after the first year, we came up with a pretty compelling prototype formula. Mm. And we, we raised some money from great friends and family. There was um, Babel Ventures, which is an early stage biotech VC as well. Um, and then some pretty notable angels, including... Uh, supermodel Suji Park and the actor Henry Golding, who are friends. Um, and, and there was really a lot of friends and other people um, within our social circles that, that wanted to get behind what Pete and I were building. So wow. that was definitely a vote of confidence. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like Veronica. Yeah, absolutely. And he was in Crazy Rich Asians, right? Yep, that's correct. We love that movie so much. <laughs> we do. Okay, well, David, thank you so much. This was just fabulous, and we truly recommend it. We mm -hmm. have used it and love it and are definitely clients for life, and we're Absolutely. so excited to know about it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on the podcast, and, and lovely chatting with you, too. Thank you for tuning into this episode on the Style That Binds Us podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure to tell a friend and subscribe. You can be a part of growing with us. Also, do you know about our weekly newsletter? You'll get access to exclusive content in our newsletter that we don't post anywhere else. Our newsletter comes out every Tuesday with the exception of the third Thursday of the month for Allison's special Celebrating Life After 40 edition. Head to the bottom of the Style That Binds Us website to subscribe.